it's a little stock. Base all, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, with the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. And Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bonds. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy? This is Mrs. Smith, a.k.a. the Queen of Wah, a.k.a. the crazy lady who swept the floor with Kirk Hammett, and you're listening to the And Podcasts for All. Back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. And Shane barely has a voice. So, Jeff, welcome to being the captain. That's not very good either because my voice is kind of messed up too. <laughs> <laughs> those those stag parties will do it, man. Yeah, it was uh it was quite the weekend to say the least. You look as tired as I feel right now at uh noon oh five in Pittsburgh. I'm in Larry Levine's basement, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty exhausted. I'm sure you're exhausted too and we're still we're still here delivering a show for all the for all the listeners. Hey man, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the crack kids. a little liquid death. <laughs> get that get that throat and voice warmed up. I just got some regular water. No more no, no more caffeine today. for no me. Bubbly. Normally I have my coffee, you know, diet soda or something. No caffeine and I actually feel a lot better since I've given it up. A stag party and a Metallica weekend for the two of us. How many beers or illegal substance do you think you have inhaled or <laughs> taken in or digested? Uh, well, I, I'm not really a beer drinker anymore, which is may come to a surprise to some people. But yeah, I don't drink beer or any kind of bubbly alcohol. I literally drink... It's like you're going vegan. Not quite. I'm uh, I'm going to be starting a new diet here in September, but it's not quite wow. vegan. Okay, that's part of the whole caffeine and giving that up. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I I just drink tequila. That's it, just straight tequila. Casamigos is my favorite. Clooney's tequila. Do you swallow the worm? <laughs> no, there's no worm in the Clooney tequila. <laughs> he keeps it clean. Tequila all weekend at the cabin for the stag party. That's, yeah, that's what me and Amanda, our favorite thing to drink is. So I think we went through like two or three oh bottles of Cosmigos. Wow. Plus they Just the went. two of you? Well, and then, I mean, there was other people drinking too. They made this, they made a shot ski out of an old uh, water ski from like the 70s that we have up at our cabin. So they had the <laughs> shot cool. glasses on it. And that's cool. Yeah, my mom and Amanda's mom and her sister went up the day before we went up and they like said everything. It was like a whole ordeal and there perfect. Was, yeah, it was it was done very, very well. So So to say the least, you tip the water ski back more than a dozen times. Uh, yeah, there was a few of those going on. I hear ya. I hear ya. How about you? You probably had a few beers this weekend, huh? <clears throat> had a few. Probably smelt some substances. Saw a couple things. Saw a couple things. I'm sure you smelt some some substances. Let's just say when you enter the Levine residence, you feel like you're at a Mike Tyson event. A recent recent Mike Tyson event. Right. Mike Tyson circa (laughs) 2020 or 2022. Wow, look at, see, my mind's not even here right now. You're still back in the COVID era. That's how fucked up you are this morning. 
I'm, I'm a little tired. Yeah, I'm dragging. But uh, thanks to Larry and his lovely wife, Ashley, I've been crashed here for two days. Nice. Uh, couldn't ask for any better hospitality. Brian Silver, you know, the major rager collector from Chicago. Yes, sir. It's been a shame. Brian, Larry, uh, bros weekend and uh, couldn't ask for anything better. I don't fly out tonight till 8 p.m. So here we are recording on Larry's couch. Maybe some time to edit today and get this up on time by Wednesday morning. But yeah, one hell of a weekend. The voice is shot. The body shot. Very fortunate. We all got into the snake pit. Once you get into the snake pit. So you did get your GA ticket then. <laughs> I did. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you were, you were struggling I, to find one. I found one. Our good friend Keith Good, unfortunately from uh, Philly, was in the hospital. So he was selling a couple oh, no. of GA tickets last week. Well, so, hopefully he's pulling through and he's feeling better. Keith, hope you're better. I think he got discharged a couple of days ago, but yeah, he had to sell his Buffalo and Pitts tickets. Buffalo. But dude, when you're 41 and not 21, once you get a good spot in the snake pit, you don't want to leave. Right. Yeah. You don't Just want like, to try and crawl back through. No. And we're about, I was one person back from being like on the edge of the snake pit, like the lower part where people can like rest their arms. Yeah. On the right side, like Kirk's side. Yep. When you don't have a rail to lean on or anything to lean on and you're just standing there and it's kind of packed, so you're you're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. your arms are kind of tight like that. Your legs after Ice 9 and Greta, before Ecstasy even started, I'm like, God, my legs are fucking killing me already. Oh, man, I wish I could have seen Ice 9. I've actually been listening to them a lot lately because they're always on Octane. Good. I swear that is the they're number good. one band that gets played on Octane. I caught about probably half their set. We walked in about halfway through their show. Yeah. And then I was kind of fumbling around with some connections to get all three of us snake pit passes, and we were successful. But I probably caught the last four or five songs of their set, and they put out some They put out some energy, man. They, it's an interesting band. Young, oh, go sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's an interesting band, you know, considering they're kind of like that metalcore-esque, you know, yeah, metal band type deal, you know, with the the breakdowns and obviously they have like the horror movie vibe going on. But yeah, they've they've really been making waves lately. They they've got good theatrics. They've got good production, even though it's so small for a stadium stage. It looks just you know. But if you saw them in a club or a theater, I think it'd be a legit show. Yeah, I definitely want to check them out. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be at the Armory here with. Motionless and white and black veil brides. I think that it's uh, those three are coming. That'd be that'd be solid to see them at the armory. That'd be a good venue for them. It's I feel like it'd be a good size, like that good kind of in between. The energy they put out. Did you notice that the drummer's drum set looks like popcorn tubs? Yep, <laughs> yep. So cool. Yeah, I, I was, like that. I was talking briefly with Jimmy Lars's tech yesterday, and he's like, "Dude, did you see his toms are like popcorn tubs?" I'm like. <laughs> Dude, when you're playing a stadium, you got to up your game a little bit with the look and the the look and the showmanship. Yeah, absolutely. Bring the theatrics up. Bring the the show to the people. You know, they're going cool. on as the first band, and, and I've seen lots of videos of Greta, and I know they sound good, but man, that seems like a quite a tough band to follow, especially when you're not nearly as heavy as they are. I hate to say it because I've been digging Greta lately. I've mentioned that before, but I mean, Ice went on at like six p.m. That's early. And the yeah. stadium's maybe twenty percent full. Yeah. And for the forty-five minutes they threw down, it was it's pretty damn good. And there's some other people that are like, "Have you seen Ice Nine? I'm like, "Yeah, I saw one. They open up for them in Vegas." And they're like, "We have no idea who they are. Who do they sound like?" And I had trouble coming up with who they sounded like. And I said, "They're a they're a heavier version of Papa Roach." Do you think that's fair? Uh, I mean, they have some of like the catchiness of like Papa Roach. I would. That, it's got that swing to it, though. That rock swing. Yeah, like the, pop, I, like the pop swing. Yeah, where it's like you know they have like, and that's what I was saying. Like they kind of like this weird. They're not necessarily a metalcore band, but like you know they do. They have the breakdowns. They have the screaming. They have some fast right. stuff, but then they have the very big, you know, catchy choruses. That, right. That's definitely a band like Papa Roach. They're known for having like those big kind of sing along choruses for someone who doesn't know i that would be fair enough to say i mean that that's a good enough description for someone you know just a basic description yeah it was tough because you just get that question popped on you and then i sat there and i'm like god of all the bands i've heard and seen in my 41 years 
I could not come up with someone that I thought was similar. Yeah, it's hard to put a like a big band or like a well-known band that you could kind of describe them as. There's plenty of bands in mm-hmm. their genre that they have, you know, that kind of sound. But yeah, as far as like a big band, trying to think of like, you know, uh, you know, an Avenged Sevenfold or Papa Roach or even like a Treyu, essentially, you know, it's kind of hard to. That's actually good. I never thought of a Treyu. Uh, yeah, they kind of have an Atreyu-ish vibe too, mm-hmm. you know, but how was, uh, how was Greta though? You know, after having to follow that up, did they still come on and perform and get the girls to throw their bras and panties up on the stage? And uh, No bras, <laughs> no underwear, no uh, undergarments, as my grandparents call them. Right. <laughs> they were okay. I think Ice Nine had more energy than Greta. Yeah. The thing that surprises me about Greta is they think they can get away with breaking off into like a 10-minute jam. They can if they're headlining, but when you're an Correct. opening, if you're an opening That's band, exactly right. You shouldn't there's be two. There's two songs where they went into this really long extended jam, and then the singer was out in the snake pit shaking a tambourine, and the jam went on for about nine minutes too long out of the ten minute song, and you just lose that energy. It's right. Like if well, you're opening in a stadium for the biggest rock band of all time. You need to come out and play as many songs as you can, short songs to the point, and get the crowd involved. the The ten minute little slow, you know, Grateful Dead doodle is not going to cut it at the Pirate Stadium. No, and it's they're not a well enough known band. They're not a household name enough to be able to do that as an opener. You know, if you had, yeah, I, I know we taught not that they would ever be sharing the stage together but if you had someone like dave matthews for example like well if he's opening up for metallica he could go in and do a 15 20 minute jam everyone is gonna know that's you know he can do that but when you're not a household name like that and you're yeah you need to just get out there 45 minutes to an hour straight to the point get the crowd involved and warm them up for the headliner that's that's your job as the opener it's your job. You're not here to put on a showcase and jam for 10 minutes like Mastodon. But I do got to give them props for having the balls to do that. I mean, that's a that's a ballsy move to be in a stadium and say, all right, well, we're going to swing for the fences here. We're going to act as if this is our show. Go out there, jam, do all this stuff. I mean, th- there's got to be something said for, for that. Greta's drummer last night looked like Tommy Lee from 1986-87 era. Not the naked Tommy Lee photo that went viral all over the internet? (laughs) No, I'm glad you brought that up. But back to the drummer, the hair and the long dangling earrings and a lot of makeup last night, he looked like Tommy Lee's twin from the Theater of Pain or Girls Tour. (laughs) I mean, I was close. I could see some detail, and I'm like, dude, are you trying to be Tommy or what? Yeah, you can't be Tommy playing Greta. Tommy now, doesn't play like, Led Zeppelin. Now, if your penis is 18 inches, now you're you know getting closer since the current picture we're all familiar with. Yeah, that was something else. But what did he post? Something like, oops. Yeah, it was like, oops. I actually didn't even <laughs> see it. Bill was the one that sent it to me. He sent me a message. It was like, bro, did you see Tommy's post? I'm like, no, I haven't seen yeah, it. He, and he screenshotted it to me. I was like, whoa. I'm like, well, he did that's the same not. To me. He's like, have you seen Tommy Lee's post? And I was just waking up and I'm like, what are you talking about? We've seen the Pam and Tommy video. Why are you posting that shit again? Oh, man. I'm sure his wife was probably like, what the fuck are you doing, Tommy? Then again, he probably gets a million clicks. Five million clicks. It it stayed up on Facebook for like seven, eight hours before it got removed. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting post, to say the least. Anyway, I walked into the Levine house on Friday, and it smelled like Mike Tyson. Uh, Larry (laughs) had a house party for some uh, podcast for all alumni. I wish I could have been there. When when Larry Levine, the creative designer, gets high or stoned or under the influence, Larry Larry misjudges how many pizzas and wings you need to order for your party. This could either be good or bad. Well, people are coming and going at any given time. At the most, there was 20 to 25 people. Yeah. Let's just say like everyone, my weekend. Let's just say everyone had their own extra large pizza. Wow. That wasn't cheap. <laughs> Way to go, Larry. I don't golf know clap. what it costs, but uh, yeah, golf clap for Larry. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. So we were all very well fed and watered and... And watered. <laughs> feeling really fucking good. 
unfortunately, you can't feel really fucking good with them. Not yet. Nope. I was uh, maybe a couple of beers, and you're feeling just as good. I was. I was the doorman. I was. I had one of those clickers taking cover charges at the door. (laughs) The little clicker. How many people are coming in? It was a good time, man. You want to go over some AFA alumni I came across this weekend in the good old Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yes, sir. Matt Angeli, the sports freak. Mm-hmm. I said, Matt, did you go to the Steelers game on Sunday to you know add to your stadium count? He goes, nope, that's bullshit. Preseason doesn't count. <laughs> so it's got to be a regular season game to add to his 124 club project. He needs to give up on the football and just start going and seeing all Dude. the UFC fights. Watch some real sports, Matt. See? Yeah. Watch a Jeff sport, Matt. Get with the times. It's 2020, according to Jeff. 20. <laughs> uh, Aaron Ginther and Kendallin came to uh, Larry's party. Remember when he had Kendallin awesome. on? She was nine years old. Yes. She's thir- yeah. 13 now and uh, got James's bandana last night. I'd say that's a score for the weekend. Wow. She, she does all right. She, she, she knows gets what pretty she's lucky. <laughs> she, she knows where to be in the snake pit to get attention, I think. Right, I'd be in the back, just like, oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I thought about going up to section 905, but when when you've got snake pit wristbands, you're like, uh, maybe next show I'll go up to 905 and get the binoculars. Yeah, ne- next next time I'll be in the nosebleeds. It's all. Good. Yeah, I, I thought about it just to make the show legit, but when mm-hmm. when you get the opportunity, I said eh, maybe. Remember when just Slater? Remember when Slater and Dazed and Confused says, May, uh, "I'm trying to think of the quote." Um, no, it's not Slater. When he's trying to talk the kid into talking to that girl, he goes, you got to play it cool. Like, oh, not right now, but maybe I'll see you a little later. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know which line you're talking about. (laughs) When he's trying to give Mitch like advice on hitting on that girl. It's when she wants to hang out, you say, no, not right now, but maybe a little later. The quarterback. What's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Hey, man. That Julie chick loves you. Oh, yeah. You want him? Gotta play it cool, you know. Can't let her know how much you like her, because if she knows, she'll dump you like that. Believe me. Like, if she asks you to ride out there with her, you don't do it. You say something like, nah, got my own ride, but maybe I'll see you later. Sounds stupid, doesn't it? It works. Well, you really get her in need oh, of an Kramer. Ad- yeah, Kramer, that's who it was. <laughs> no, Mitch is the young one. The one that's in need of a serious attitude adjustment. <laughs> I got you. I got your attitude adjustment right here. Right here. <laughs> Throws the contract. Yeah, see, exactly. We we know. We know. <laughs> I just can't think of his name right now. Uh, Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. Your ass will be purple before the day is over. <laughs> oh, pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randall Pink Floyd. <laughs> Randall Floyd. You need a serious attitude adjustment. Yep. <laughs> Don't think I haven't noticed that crowd you're running around with. <laughs> uh, see, I knew it would come to me eventually. <laughs> see, I'm tired. I'm two years behind right now. Your ass will be purple before the day is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that, you little sack of shit. You're dead. You're fucking dead. You hear me? You two are fucking dead. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe we should just hang up vacation and start quoting Dazed and Confused. Yeah, well, we're going to have to start remembering their names. Man, I'm not believing that shit about Bob's one-hour drum solo, man. I mean, one hour on drums? You can't handle that shit on strong acid, man. On strong acid? (laughs) A one-hour drum solo? Yeah, what is this, the Snake Pit Tour of 91? Oh, yeah, see? Doing the solos, the jams. Doing something the fuck along. Doing something the fuck along. Here we go! Edgar Bratis was there, Brendan Kirby, you know, the pretty boy from Providence TV show. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Sarah and Pete hung out with them quite a bit. Charlie Meister, the photographer from Buffalo, he reminded me, he goes, I'm coming back on the shows when the Bills won the Super Bowl. I said, we still have that agreement. <laughs> Dino Orion Douches from Chicago was there. I uh, I was hoping they were going to play Orion just for him. Just to piss off the, uh, the double D man. <laughs> Garkowski and Val. Uh, I didn't see Seth Magnetic, but I was aware that Seth was in attendance. Brian Silver. Mike Mueller from Mascuda, Illinois, was there from Empire Heating and Cooling. Did you guys start your seven-day podcast yet? <laughs> Shane, I'm serious. We got to break some records. We got to do that thing. I'm I'm ready. 
how long was it again that you guys have to do it for? 44 hours. I'm serious. Are we going to do this or not? I'm I'm the guy to do it. Yeah, you're going to need about five computers to handle all that memory. You, Larry, and Brian are making all that good fan art. I love that fan art, but we got to do another episode. Just got to get me some McAfee's, and I'm going to be ready to break that record. <laughs> You can't bring up those. You can't bring up those other things about work. We got to do an episode. That's a pretty good uh, impression of him. I think he'd be proud. Larry's a lot better at it. I'm just good at it too because my voice is all fucked up. Yeah, I'm actually going to scream for Larry, and he's going to come down here. This is going to work. Yeah, I was wondering if you're there. Why is he not poking in, saying, "Yo, what's going on, guys?" You got to give me your best, Larry. 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 Hey, Larry. Larry. Larry, get down here. <laughs> He's coming down. Hang on. I'll edit that out. Oh, I don't think you should. That was a great Impractical Jokers moment. Larry! No, he does He does Mueller amazingly. <laughs> uh, Nikki from Dallas was there. And David T. Sang, the stalker from the Bay Area, was in attendance. So a pretty good handful of alumni. Uh, guest in the greater Pittsburgh area. That was definitely a big group. And of course I wasn't there again to meet all of you beautiful people. I'm sorry. About 75% of them said, where's Jeff? See, now it's down to 75%. Pretty soon it's going to start turning around and they're going to be like, they're just going to give up. Yeah. He ain't coming. I do have some news though, where I think you're going to be able to get to a show a little bit sooner than you think. Ooh, what's going down in Chinatown? I I have, I have news slash rumors of future shows that are not announced yet. Cool. Are they going to do one here by me so I don't have to go as far? A little town called Minneapolis is on the rumor mill for later this year for a Metallica show, if you can believe it. And why would they come to Minneapolis for no reason? That's just weird. And Detroit has been rumored. Oh, Detroit, that's close. I don't Chicago's really... been rumored. I'd go. I'd probably go to Chi-Town before D-Toilet. Now, don't tell, tell anyone, but mm-hmm. a confirmed date... Later this year, for some reason, they're going back to that hard rock in Fort Lauderdale. I know. What? There must be a lot of money to go there. To play a one-off at a casino, I was like, yeah, that's it's happening. You didn't hear it from me, but I can confirm that hard rock in Hollywood, Florida. You get the Florida Trivium boys to come on down again? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll get a day to remember this time since they're down in Florida. Dude, that last show when Trivium opened up, Trivium is they're good. I've seen a live. real deal opener. It was amazing. They're they're good. They're really good. I saw them open for Asking Alexandria a few years back, and man. Hey, Larry. So good live. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great party, man. It was a good weekend. I want to know about your weekend other than doing shots off of a water ski. It's pretty much everything you would expect, you know, being at a cabin, you know, going out boating and whipping people off tubes and they're drinking and that works. You know, it was, it was better cool. than being drunk on an inner tube. Yeah, no, I, I was not uh, on the tube. I was the one driving drunk. I I mean, not <laughs> sober. <laughs> just, just, just a couple. I've literally just, been boating my whole entire life. I got this. You know that, that lake well. I know it very well. Is this one of those parties where Amanda was wearing like a penis necklace for a bachelorette party? There was penis necklaces, but we weren't wearing them. See, it was it was funnier. See what because I know about bachelorette parties? I'm an expert. Her, her and her brother were trying to get her dad to wear it. He was just not having it. He's like, get that no. thing away from me. <laughs> There'll be no cock around my neck. Just just a St. Anger fist. No yeah, cock. just St. Anger around my neck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where's the red fist? Get this balls package away from me. Hey, they were golden balls and penis. So, I mean, it was like a... Trump penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I forget, a very quick free speech for the dumb moment this week. Oh, there, there's some moments. The president said gas has never been lower than it is right now. Gas as in gasoline and fuel that you put in your automobile. And yeah, gas is as cheap as it's ever been. Maybe the gas coming out of his ass. I'm just telling you what he said. I thought that was the free speech moment of the week. I beg to oh, differ, Mr. Oh, President. Oh, we have a visitor. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Larry! 
Yep, he's he's right here. He is got an un an interesting substance in his mouth. Yeah. So he is. H- how about that that smell text now, Shane? <laughs> Send some Say of again? them. I said, how about the smell text now? I need some of the smells brought over here. Oh, if I could text a smell right now, it would be like texting you a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear I'm his Mueller let Larry... impression. Yep, we're getting to it right now. Uh, we need your best Mike Mueller from Mascuda Empire Heating and Cooling Systems impression. Are you, are you ready for this task? Empire Heating and Cooling and also pick raffles. <laughs> oh my God. Give us give us the uh, quote about his new uh, video segment coming up. Oh, you're talking about I'm the Beholder. Spoiler alert. Heard it here first. Breaking on APFA. Brian Silver, first episode. <laughs> now, is that not spot on, Jeff? <laughs> oh, dude. That was, you got it even more than the golf clap. You got a full on clap for that one. Yeah, that's a full clap. That's not a golf clap. That's uh, a standing ovation. Mike going down the road, driving back to Mascuda right now, grabbing some McDonald's because that's all he eats, we've, we've learned. McDonald's? Hey, watch out. There's a kid on a scooter. I'm trying to pull in and get a filet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> now. Is that night? Is that not Motor Breath Mueller right there, Jeff? That is Mike. You should be proud because that is a spot on impersonation that Larry has done there. You should be proud of him. You got one more in you, Larry? Yeah, yeah. I think he, Jeff. This is my new real voice. This is why I literally could only talk like Mike at normal volume. My voice <laughs> is totally fucked. You guys, and if I talk like this, totally fine. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. I got to get back on the road to Mascuda, so I'm going to get going, and uh, I'll see you next time. Same time, same place. (laughs) Not only is Mr. Levine talented in the art and graphic design department, but uh, impersonation is a close second. So everyone write in and let us know how close was Larry to Mike Mueller. If only I knew exactly what episode number he was, I would... would add that in the in the show tell notes the people where to, exactly. where, to show, where to check that out at i don't where to check know. it out yeah I, just I have to scroll refer to my notes scroll back <laughs> motor breath mike i better get back on the road hang on you both got it down pretty well though i'm not gonna that's because our voices are just so fucking tapped out from you know singing sandman like a schoolgirl. sandman in the number three slot by the way dude that that is where it needs to be Knowing that it was coming alive, knowing that it was coming and seeing that energy at the third slot when everyone's still fresh and tapping their toes, it's fucking awesome. Mm. Mike Mueller, season four, episode 13. There you go, people. Go back, listen, compare, write in. You know, like you were saying, everyone still has energy. People now are starting to catch on. They know that it's coming. You know, by the end of the show, you know, if you haven't heard Sandman yet, you know it's going to eventually be coming. You're, you're not right. necessarily, I don't want to say tired, but you know, it's it's been a long night. I, having Sandman at the end is just too typical now. It's too typical. He, yeah, it's because you got to have Eddie Munson at the end and watch all the 14 year olds lose their shit. Did they it's do that powerful again? To end with puppets. Yes. Did they have like, yeah, so the they Munson. did close with puppets again? Yeah, standard set list. Everything yeah. you and I predicted was uh, pretty much spot on. I was off by a couple songs. Looks like there was a little last minute audible there. There was memory to change it up. Unfortunately, in my opinion, memory was supposed to be Clover. And uh, I think most of us would vote for Clover. Your thoughts. Yeah, but I suppose that that sing along at the end, you know, the crowd. I don't know. Maybe it's listener. I would rather hear Clover. Yeah, I would I definitely rather would. listen to Clover, but right, I, I can see why, would. especially if the, if they could t- if they could tell the crowd was really into it. You know, last minute, like, hey man, this crowd is fucking insane tonight. Let's get some sing along going. You know, maybe Rob, last... he forgot the eight, he forgot the A note, maybe. Pizzle, why is that eight note? <laughs> Did I just say anal? A-note. Why is that anal? <laughs> why is the anal A note? so hard to play in clover <laughs> just that one a <laughs> yeah that one a no a i don't know 
I know it was a last, last, last minute scratch because on the set list, it's sharpied out and written, mm-hmm. written memory on the set list that was by us. Do you want to know about one cool thing in the snake pit is you can you can read the teleprompter word wedge and the notes that are on there are cool. Oh, they actually put notes besides just the just the lyrics. There's notes like like in creep, it's just the first word of the verse. It's like I, slave, blood. This is like oh, reminders. Yeah. <clears throat> but in seek, the the whole first line is scanning the scene in the Pittsburgh in capital letters tonight. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so you don't forget what what city you're in. Yep, kind of important, like a Spinal Tap moment. You're right. Hello, Cleveland. The thing that ruins it is when you look at it in the bottom right corner. Now it has the next song that's due up with the with the four count. Oh, right. So now you know what's coming each. Yep. So when you're looking at it it'll, in the corner, it'll say six count whiskey, eight count moth, four count seek. Whiskey. So you, eh. you know what's coming up. <laughs> and it's got all the pyro and laser cues and shit on it as well. It's cool to see, but if you pay too much attention to it, it kind of spoils the surprise. You know, speaking of moth, it seems like it's becoming quite a staple in their set list lately. Dude, can I say something that might be unpopular? Well, that's every show, I think. Yeah, maybe. What is something I say that you totally disagree with? I'm trying to think of a a scenario as people Oh, you say. mean like Rage Against the Machine is a good band? Th- that's an ex- that's a perfect example, Mr. Winslow. They're a terrible band. They are an amazing, powerful band, and a lot of people disagree with that, including you, which is okay. We, we still, as of right now, live in a free country the last time I checked. Yeah, as of now. <laughs> Hey, when you're the president and your home gets raided, anyone's home can get raided. Yeah. Now we're all open game. <laughs> it's open season now, mofos. Watch out. Only 87,000 IRS agents they need to hire in the next year. <laughs> don't don't be don't, no one be panicked. Hey, there's he's creating a lot of jobs here. <laughs> I never thought of that. An unpopular statement. Moth is one of the best songs live and it is very underrated as we know it today. So that's Ooh. where you know, I, I you know, we're like I'm looking at the notes here and do I, it's a tough statement because I don't think it's I don't feel like it's underrated or undervalued by the community. In fact, that song is out of all the songs off of Death Mag- or Death Magnetic Sea, years behind again. Um, You're still in 2020. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alpha Hardwired. I feel like that song gets the most attention. You you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so? No, I agree with you. If you think of Hardwired, like what is the go-to single or known song? I want to say but, Hardwired, but it, Moth is right there. But I know your love for Moth into Flame, so I can see how... Or, um, Halo on Halo. Fire. Halo on Fire. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yeah, it's Monday. I'm I'm out of it. Jeff, so I can it's s- like it's like you're at the Levine slash Mike Tyson residence. You're exactly. Little, you're a little in the clouds. I'm a little cloudy right now, people. <laughs> so I guess I could see why you would think that maybe it's it doesn't get as much attention just because Halo is always kind of since the album came out. I feel like that's the song that's always kind of overshadowed all the rest of the songs for you. Yeah, for good reason. And oh, for very good reason. For very good even reason. If, I, if even if I wasn't involved with Halo, it's that song is still my favorite on the record. It has nothing to do with the video or anything. It's a complete, what I call a complete like masterpiece song. Long, right. clean, heavy, sing along, very popular bridge. That's there's yeah. so much going on. That's that's kind of like a, a a masterpiece song where it incorporates everything. But Moth Live is powerful, and if another band released Moth Into Flame right now, that another band that's obviously not Metallica, what I just said there was totally stupid, but if another band released Moth Into Flame, tell me that wouldn't be one of the biggest fucking songs of a couple of years if you heard it like that. Oh, absolutely. It'd be all over that the radio. It, oh. Mm-hmm. It's got I mean, some good riffing. Some... It's got a fairly catchy chorus for a metal song. It's a Metallica single, but if... 
let's say Ice Nine Kills came out with that exact sounding song, that would be a very popular radio staple for a long time, I think. Ooh, that liquid dust, smooth. I, and that's where I can see that's where I can see the the underrated part of it. You know, it gets played on satellite radio here and there, but it's not a. I guess a, a main focus when you think of Metallica songs on the radio. When he says vaccine, did I ever tell you that my ex-girlfriend thought he was saying flaxseed? Oh, flaxseed? I don't think James eats flaxseed. He likes meat. <laughs> he hunts and shit. Flaxseed. I just said that like Mike Mueller. Vaccine. <laughs> need some flaxseed after those McCafes. And Mueller for all. We need to have Mike on for part two. Not to break the 44-hour podcast record, but just, just to have him back and have a little update. Just to have a conversation. Let's ask him if he if he grabbed a fillet of fish on the way home and see how his drive went. When I saw him last night leaving the stadium, he's like, Oh, man, you know next year they're going to have another black ticket. I got to get back to work and make some money. He's, like, probably he's, he's, ready to, he's ready to travel the country. Oh, dude, he's ready to rock. Mike Mike's always up for a good time. Nice guy. Hell, hell of a good guy. I, for the record, tried to FaceTime you last night, but when you're in a stadium, cell phone service is terrible with 60,000 phones. Yeah, so I, I, my phone was on the charger, and I tried calling back, and it didn't even ring. It was just like it said calling or FaceTiming or oh, whatever, shit. And, it, and it wouldn't ring, and it wouldn't go through. I'm like, ah, I know exactly why he's calling. <laughs> Did one of my calls, like, go through to you? Like, you knew I was trying? I got one call. Yeah, it came through like oh, the FaceTime, we and then close. I okay. and, then, and I tried to FaceTime back, and it like wasn't going through. Like it was just trying oh, to connect, dude. but it wouldn't go through. I was trying you before the song even started because I saw the purple LTD baritone come out, and I'm like, "Oh, Jeff, I have a song for you." Oh, uh, if I could have answered it, like maybe James would have come down. I could have seen him; he would have waved to me or something. Injector, protector, inferior. <laughs> How did it sound last night? That song is really good live. I see why they keep playing it, because you can tell all four of them actually enjoy playing that live. As the last song on that record, next to Purify, that I thought that they would start playing live. A year ago, do everything Dirty Window would be a staple now. It's a staple in the set list. What happened? It is. What? Yeah, what happened? It's 2022. It's I also texted you a picture of a sign that a fan next to me in the pit was holding up. That sign was great. St. Anger is one of the greatest works of art of all time, and it will be respected. Check that out. It will be respected. You know why it'll be respected? Because Bob played bass Jeff on Winslow it. said... <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that Fender P. It's all about Bob. Of course, I was standing, you know, basically humping Larry and Brian because it was so sweaty and tight in the snake pit. So as it was a little warm, sign came up, a little tight. Yeah. A lot of sap. A lot of sap. As soon as that sign came up, Larry and Brian at the same time were like, oh my God, if Jeff was here. <laughs> I'm like, of all people to have that sign that's next to us, so fitting. Well, hopefully this time when Projector, you were standing on. Projector, rejector, infector, injector, defector, rejector. Hopefully this time when you were standing on the rail, you didn't have to you didn't have to pee as bad as you did and through the never. No, did you remember to use boy. the restroom this time? I, I was a good boy and reminded myself that you should probably go before you enter the before we walk cobra in. pit. The right. cobra pit. Let me tell you something about snake pit etiquette for a minute, if I may. Absolutely. If you're in a wheelchair, you do not belong in that area. Hmm. If your friend with you is also in a wheelchair, you too do not belong in that area. But what if that's their only opportunity? They deserve to I opportunitize. Get that, <laughs> I get that, but I'm going to tell you more information that's going to piss you off. Oh, boy. I don't <clears throat> want to be angry. I'm too tired to be angry. No, you need to be angry. Just like when Biden said gas has never been cheaper. <sighs> As the show started, a miracle came over those two, and they were now standing. You follow wow. me? Right. Wow. It's amazing when you open up with whiplash and a miracle comes over your body and you can now stand and you don't need the chair anymore and now the chair is an obstacle the chair's in just there. way. Are you still following me? <laughs> I'm following. Yeah, so that's a bit fucked up. 
I think they use their handicap access for snake pit somehow and talk somebody into letting them roll into there and then the chairs were no longer needed. Just my two cents. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucked up, man. Another thing that bothers me, and I'm guilty of it, so send all your hate mail all you want to on podcast for all at gmail.com mm-hmm. or at Jeff Winslow 666 at AOL. <laughs> I'm guilty of this. How many cell phones are constantly in the air at a concert? Mm-hmm. So I now, try not to take out my phone. I try not to. But when James is within 12 inches of you, like, ah, you know, I'll probably get a picture. Playing Creep and Seek basically for you, you got to get a little bit of footage of it. I get it. Right. I took like four videos last night, no longer than 30 seconds. That's how much my phone was out. Yeah. But when you are on the rail, I don't care where you're, I don't care if you're in section 905. When your phone is out for the entire show, come on, it, put it away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch the show through someone else's phone that's through got their, their camera? arms up in front of my fucking face. Yes. I know it's the age we live in, but it's fuck. It's going to get just, worse. Just enjoy one song where you can record that in your, you know, your brain, your, your real memory mm-hmm. for, you know, later down the road, not your fucking phone. Well, now they make glasses that have cameras in the frame, so everyone should just get some of those, and then they can film everything all day, every day. Uh, I just, I got the footage I needed for podcast reasons and memories. Personal reasons. Personal reasons, mostly for in podcast for all. And when James is riffing in front of you, you got to get 30 seconds of it. Go cool. check this out. This is badass. But I'm Go not going to record the whole fucking song. Going, hey, James, can you still downpick, bud? And the answer is yes. No, I'm sure he's... Last night, it was spot on. So James is down picking. Kirk's in some ripped up pants and a purple fucking jacket. Of course, with he the purple again. The coat. Sarah Sobeck turned to me. She goes, he must have heard your episode. He's wearing the coat. <laughs> the fucking coat. He was the first one down the ramp as they, they start whiplash on the ramp where the drums are on the snake pit, you know? Yeah. He's the first one to run down. It's the first thing I saw, and I'm like... Oh, God, the jacket's on. Like, was it chilly in there, bud? Is that why you have your jacket on? Are you cold? It was sprinkling for whiplash, and then it stopped. Thank God. Oof. That could have been rough. Mm-hmm. That could have been rough. Right as ecstasy started, it was starting to rain. I thought, oh, God, here we go again. Here comes the mud pit. It's going to be like Woodstock all over again. They're going to start throwing mud and shit at each other. But the gods were looking over us just like those two wheelchair ladies had a miracle. Oh, they were ladies, well. wheelchair ladies. I don't mean to single them out, but they were they were two females. Well, this day and age, you're not really sure whether it's a her, a she, a him, an it, a they, right. them. Jeff, your pronouns are him and his. Are you aware of that? I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not I don't plan on changing it. I mean, <laughs> people can call me they it fucker if they want i mean whatever well you're getting married so you should probably be a his or a him until at least november 11th at least yes at least it's probably a good idea november 11th right yes sir sure is 11 11 22 and it's you know perfect because we've been together for 11 years how did that work out something tells me you had no say in that and amanda coordinated all of this for a absolute Love story. Uh, you'd be surprised. She, no, she she wasn't. Uh, really, girls. Are no, into she's that not type like that stuff. Girls are, but not mine. Like, not that she's not into her wedding or into that, but it's not like, a, hey, this is my day. We're doing exactly how I want it. I'm doing this. Okay. I'm picking this. Like, no, it's been very mutual, very much so. So she actually came to you and said, "Hey." Uh, you have 50% of this too. Do you have any say of what you'd like for your Hilton head wedding? To a certain, I mean, for the most part, I, I, I'm getting what I want out of it. I wanted to do it in Hilton head. And that was like the big thing is I wanted to do it down there. So, uh, everything else. I I love you dearly, but we're walking down the aisle to die, die, my darling. (laughs) We're walking out to reception. What we will be eating to so what last crest and dirty window. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our first dance will be the music that's getting played Dyer's Eve <laughs> Dyer's Eve 
Dire Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't know how much say I'm going to get in this, uh, you know, with the DJ and the music, but uh, I don't really care. I'll be drunk. Maybe. Please welcome Maybe Mr. and Mrs. Winslow. I've even fucked the schoolgirls twat. So what? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking what? Oh, man. That, that'll be the day right there. The grandparents would be like, what did we just hear? Like, what was that? Excuse, uh, excuse me? <laughs> be moving their hair out of the way, trying to make sure they can hear and shit. And then Mueller would be like, it's called So What? It's a B-side. You should listen to it. It's a cover song. It came out around the Black Album time, and then you can find another version on Garage Inc. You got to take care of that schoolgirl. <laughs> they were just trying to take care of them kids. <laughs> Oh, God. What else would you like to know about the Pittsburgh PA show? The set list you've seen, the set list was stock. I was in the snake pit. My legs got very tired, and miracles happened for wheelchair ladies, and it was a great night for all involved. I'd like to know, between your opinion, I think the, people, the people that were in attendance there, mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to this episode... We're going to do a little in voting for all based upon oh, Metallica's okay. recent openers. What are you guys liking? Which band are you liking better as the opener? Ice Nine or Greta Van Fleet? <sighs> not not what band do you like their music better? Will you listen to more? But strictly from what you've seen as an opener, if you've seen videos, if you've seen the shows, whatever it is, who do you prefer? And this one, obviously, I can't answer because I wasn't at the show. So I'm, unfortunately, this week will not be a part of this vote. This is all you, buddy. I'm gonna go with the, go with the popcorn band, the popcorn drum set. You go with Ice Nine. <clears throat> Ice Nine's more my my energy and showmanship kind of band. Yeah, yeah. Greta's not bad, and the response Greta got was was bigger than I thought. Towards the end, when you can hear a ro- when you can come a roar, when you can come, when you <laughs> that sounds terrible, when you can come in Pittsburgh, <laughs> when you would get a roar from a stadium towards the end of your set as an opener, that's actually pretty good. That is good. That is very good. It does surprise me a little bit that that Greta was the direct support. I, I still feel that's a little odd, but no, it's good. And like I said, I give them credit for having the balls to go out there and turn their opening set into a jam. I mean, that's, it's pretty cool. I like how you ask more about the openers than you do Metallica for this whole episode. I like that. You want well, the whole I, experience, Jeffrey. I do want the, I do want the whole experience. I want to know what's going on. I think we, as Metallica fans, we have a good idea of what their show is like, you know? Um, yes. And the set list that they played, I, I don't think anybody was too surprised about it. No. Not at all. I will add that Metallica sounded, I haven't even talked about it, very tight last night. They sound really good That's lately. good. Was I happy with the well, cookie I mean, cutter been set playing... list? No, I wasn't. But it is it is what it is. And Moth was amazing. Dirty was amazing. Seek was really good. Creep was really good. Mm-hmm. The, the vibe was good. The overall sound, pretty fucking good. They've been playing, and I'm guessing they've probably been in the studio or at least writing, so... I believe so. So they got to be As, firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, you know, I kind of leaked out. There's later shows this year that haven't been announced, but I thought I thought Buffalo or Pitt would at least maybe hear a jam or possibly a new song and... A riff. Nope, hasn't, hasn't happened. Like you and I talked about a couple weeks ago, I think we're going to hear on the radio later this year rather than live, a live setting. If it's going to happen, it'll be that, but I don't even think we'll get that before the end of the year. I, Come I'm not on, feeling people. too confident. Come on, Lars, get with it. Yeah, we know you're listening, dude. Send us a snippet on podcastforall at gmail.com. Oh, you know was listening. It. I was wearing my hashtag wanna shirt last night, and he pointed at me. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that fucker again. <laughs> get security down here. He's going to try and fly me somewhere. Two cool moments last night you know you're close to james when you actually hear his strings being strummed really oh, hard ra- rather than through the fucking pa that's cool that's super cool 
moments like that, moments when Rob turns around and is in our faces during Bells, mm-hmm. and you hear him fucking scream and go, yeah! No. Wah! Speaking of that, Kirk and him are still doing that goofy-ass scream and ride. Uh, why? You remember when I told you about why? this when I was in Vegas? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Awakened by horrid scream, freed from the fright. Or sorry, how true is this? Just get it over with. If this is true, just let it be. Awakened by horrid scream, freed from this frightening dream. Ah! That's how it goes. Terrible. Rob and Rob and Kirk are sharing the same mic, screaming at each other, thinking it's cool, and it's it's. It's not cool. Like, it wasn't even cool when Richie and John did it back in the 90s on the same mic. <laughs> they started that. I don't like it. Did you hear Robin Kirk at the end of the ride there, Shane? They're screaming. <laughs> screaming like it was 1985. <laughs> they didn't do that in 1985, even. When I saw him with Cliff at the Civic Center in St. Louis, that didn't happen back then. Yeah, Cliff wasn't going, Wah! <laughs> Yeah, the scream at the ride was tight, too, by the way. There was a point during Seek where James was uh, Kirk Solo towards the end of Seek. He was over by a strum and a down pick. And, and when you can hear the actual strings, I'm like, that, that is a fucking cool moment. Absolutely. And that's, it was fun. You know, I've never, I've never seen them that close up. I've been pretty close. Well, when they're in the Minneapolis, close, where you can actually shoot? hear the strings. <laughs> Yep, and you can hear Rob's bass slapping. And you flying like, up here? When when they play Minneapolis, I mean, don't tell anybody, but if you don't go to that show, it, <laughs> don't is tell the official, it is the official end of me knowing you, okay? <laughs> well, they better, not, they better not be there in November because I'm a little busy for about half of November. You watch. <laughs> it'll be that fucking weekend. That's when they'll go. It'll be on... <laughs> It'll be me. It'll be my wedding day. It'll be eleven eleven. Metallica at U.S. Bank. That, that's just what's going to oh, happen. If they're at U.S. Luck. Bank, I'm not going anyways. No, if they're at U.S. Oh, Bank, they're I'm gonna not going to be anyways. They're going to be. No, I don't want them to go to U.S. Bank. It's going to be eleven eleven twenty two. We're going to have meet and greet hookups. We're going to have snake pit, and you're going to be fucking saying your vows on the beach. Hey, why are you? You're putting it out in the universe now, so now it might happen. We'll just tell Amanda you can't get married, and we'll solve that problem. <laughs> you That'd know, over well. Speaking of marriage, I feel like we should talk about we should talk about the elephant in the room with the uh, the article we saw posted this week. Oh yeah, I meant to bring that up. I was going to kick the show off with that, and then I started talking about the Mike Tyson house I'm currently sitting in, smelling like a skunk. Did James look all right during the show? It looked like he was fully there, considering everything that's obviously going on now with his life. We've known this news for a while, but why it's just breaking now on TMZ, I have no idea. He looked like he was having a great time, and uh, he gave his usual you-are-not-alone-suicide awareness little banter during the middle of Fade. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing was off about him. He was he was having a grand old time. He's in a good. He looked like he was in a great mood. Now, I know we had heard that you know him and his wife were potentially splitting and all of that, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was him that was filing for divorce. According to the article that I read, it said that he's the one that's filing for divorce. I thought that was kind of... I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, you never know when it comes to you know the media and what they're saying, but... At the 40th, people noticed he wasn't wearing his ring. I hate bringing this up, but I kind of hinted around a couple guys, and they're like, yeah, some of the guys are going through some... Some personal changes right now. I'm like, none of my business. Don't need to know anymore. Big fucking deal. Right. Yeah. It's got to be tough when you are going through that and now the whole world knows. It's got to be like, oh, shit. Great. TMZ, really. Yep. And now it's posted. Everyone knows. I'm sure people right. are going to you know, want to ask questions and this and that. And he doesn't get any privacy anyways because he's James Hetfield. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, <clears throat> I'm divorced and it's like. Even close family and friends, you know, whether when it happened or when it happens later, it's like, dude, none of your business. Just just be my friend and be supportive during a, a shitty time. That's all I ask. 
Yep, I agree. It's 100%. Like, you know, I feel for his wife. I feel for his kids. I mean, they got to get a thousand questions where they they have to answer it a thousand times rather than answer it maybe twice. It's like that's got to suck for family members when it's way out there like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, heard your dad's getting divorced. What happened? Yeah, shut up. Well, it's good to know that he's still still out there trucking and having a good time. And you know, he's having a good I, time. I think any Great Metallica movie. fan wishes nothing but the best for for him and his family. If I was playing to 60,000 people every night and making a lot of money playing to Ken Lawrence, fuck, I'd be in a great mood too, bud. I might be. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. I think that that's that, uh, that level of success on a stage like that every night, even if the day is going a little rough, that's probably two hours of having a pretty good fucking time out there. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you and I have had rough days and we go out and play a big show and it's like, yep, that made up for the shitty afternoon we had today. When you're making that kind of money, you're getting that kind of, you know, but again, that's just another day at the office for them. Another day at the, another day clocking in. That's, that's all it is. They weren't riding in a 40 Conoline E350 for eight hours and loaded in their own gear to play a two hour set in front of 200 people. Hey, that was the early days. We, we started playing in front of more than 200 people. <laughs> well, we've played for a lot more than that. I'm just giving you a. A, uh, a Wednesday night gig in a the Wednesday night. Of, there, there we go. The middle of uh, Hayes, Kansas, like in, in <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. Look at you and I. We made it through a show. We still have our voice. We still have our sanity. You think it's still 2020, and I'm still high in Larry's basement. That's a hell of a Monday morning. That's a fucking Monday morning. That's the way to start off a week. Are you working today? I am working today. Yep, I'm going to work this week and. You got to do a lot of driving to pay for that wedding coming oh, up. We're good. You're putting don't in worry. some extra hours. Oh, don't you worry about us, Clark. We're doing just fine. <laughs> we are doing just fine. Dude, glad your weekend went well. Sounds like a hell of a stag party, especially when you're doing shots of a water ski. That's that's almost better than the snake pit. Listen to the dirty window. It's just different. That's all. How many more weeks at the like cabin we both... before you close her up? Oh, it doesn't close until third week in October. Just like Clark. Oh, they don't close Florida. Yeah, they don't close Florida. They we do close it though. Balsam Lake. Yeah, they closed the whole state. Yeah, close her down. Winslow's are getting married. <laughs> Shut her down. Shut it down. Shut the whole country down. All right, I'm going to leave everyone with this bit of information. We have not had a regular guest in a long time due to schedules, due to snake pits, due to steak parties, due to flying, due to traveling. We got to get back to the bread and butter, and next week we are having a guest, and we're getting the train back on track. I know we said that like four or five weeks ago, and we've had a couple guests from time to time, but... This time, this time it's it, it real. This time it's real. It is real, but I wanted to hear more about water ski shots and chat about the snake pit than having a guest this week. And hell of an episode. Absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to catch up and let people know, hey, we get to have fun too, all right? Just because it's we sit here and talk. Yeah, just because you guys are listening to us, we get to go out there and have some fun every once in a while too. Got to live it up. It's for the kids. And Mike Mueller. And Mike Mueller. Season 9, Episode 8. I will see you next week, bud. Have fun driving. I'm going to work. Look at us. Pennsylvania. Both both slaving it. Does Pennsylvania have those long goodbyes or just Minnesota? I think it's just Minnesota. It's a Midwestern thing. Minnesota goodbyes. Yeah, Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too. I'll see you next week. It's great to see you. You look really good. We sounded good today, so we'll catch up up next week. Pizzle, do you like our goodbyes yet? Yeah, it really did sound good. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Yeah, it's really fun. It did sound good. It's good. (laughs) That sounded really good. Sounded solid. Good to see you again. All right, later. See you next week. Yeah, have a good week. Have a, have a, have a safe driving today. We'll, we'll catch up soon. All right, sounds good. We'll talk next week. Maybe next month. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Maybe later. All right, man. Catch you soon. All right, later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
hey, watch out. There's a kid on a scooter. I'm trying to pull in and get a filet of fish. <laughs> I got to get back on the road to my scooter. So I'm going to get going and uh, I'll see you next time.